Hi, I'm James Schillinglaw. I'm here aboard the Ama Verde, and I think we're in, where are we, Vidin? Yes, we are in Vidin, Bulgaria. Vidin, Bulgaria, so I need to help right away. Uh, we're almost at the end of this marvelous cruise of the southern Danube, the Danube south of Budapest, and we're going to end uh, in, uh, we're actually in Bulgaria now, and we're going to end just in another day. So we're going to talk to, this, by the way, is Bohan. Rangelovic. Rangelovic. I, I, I have a trouble with these Serbian names, but they, you, you do it very nicely. It's good that you know your own name, right? I'm, I'm almost an expert in Serbia. Okay, so, and he is, in case you didn't know, the cruise manager here on this wonderful ship. And it's been a great cruise so far, and we got a couple more days to go, as I said. We're going to talk about this day by day, this cruise, about what it is, because I think a lot of you out there might not have experienced a river cruise before. And we're going to ask Mohan exactly how it all works. You're going to find out about that and more on Insider Travel Report. First of all, Brian, it's been great. You've hosted me here for the last few days, and I've actually <laughs> was on the ship before for a few days, and so it's been a wonderful, uh, wonderful time to sail almost the entire Danube. So thank you for that. Thank you for being here with us, and it's a pleasure to have you on board. Yeah. So now let's talk about this. Most people have, you know, the, the first starter cruise usually is the Upper Danube. It's it's going up from Budapest to Vienna and up to Germany or the reverse. Uh, this is why I wanted to be on this one because I'd never been on this part of the stretch of the river before. What is the main difference, would you say, between the two parts of the river? Also, I would include with the upper Danube that you mentioned also the Rhine. These are like first choices. Well, for that's, that's right. That's the other first choice, right? Yeah. These are the, the rivers that always we can recommend to any guest, but like the lower Danube is a bit off the beaten path. So if you covered Paris, Madrid, Barcelona, this kind of uh, huge mega metropol metropolis with tourists, uh, then this is the area usually that was not visited by some people. So this is a perfect way of being on a safe leisure vessel going from Budapest, from Hungary, all the way to Romania. In, in this area, uh, you will not find huge crowds of tourists, uh, you will find a very domestic, intimate feeling, very authentic experience. And what I would say is the biggest difference comparing Upper Danube to the Lower Danube is um, uh, the people you visit on the street and you see them, they appreciate any guest, any tourist that comes here because we are aware, being from this part of Europe, we are aware that you, have cho you can choose any part of Europe and then you chose to come here to us. So all the people are very uh, hospitable, they're always smiling and it's a genuine smile. It's not like the most expensive thing in Paris is a smile. Here, we just <laughs> give it out for free and we do mean it. We, we really cherish that uh, tourists from across the seas came to this part of Europe and have a great time. Yeah, and indeed, you go to some marvelous cities, Belgrade and Serbia. We're going to Bucharest tomorrow, uh, some wonderful little small towns, and it is is sort of a largely untouristed part of Europe. It's a great way to discover. And plus, and we're going to talk about this, there's one marvelous stretch of the river that I think rates on par with the famous Wachau Valley and also the Rhine Castles in terms of views, and we were there yesterday. We're going to talk about that. Now, is there any truth to the rumor that you, you personally and all, a lot of the crew like this part of the river because a lot of you are from these countries right that's one of the reasons uh, because we we get to see our families on the way and also um, it makes the cruise itself very authentic because 
in, we have 50 crew members. Most of them are from this region. So I'm a, one cruise manager on the ship. But when you cruise on the lower Danube, having a lot of crew members from this area, it's like having 30 cruise managers on the ship because each one of us can tell you a lot about this stretch because it's our, actually our home countries. So on board the ship, we can tell you a lot of tips and tricks how to enjoy this stretch of the river because we are from here. So it's a, it's a very intimate and a very real feeling because we are from here. And actually, I got to meet your family, your wife and your lovely daughter, had a little conversation with her. And I also got to taste some, uh, some Serbian candy, which was, uh, you gave me one of those. So I got to experience some real local stuff. Right? That's the famous bananica, which we use the same, the same exact treat for the last 30, 40 years from the Yugoslavian times. We were all born with it. Our grandparents, parents, me, my kids, we all love it. And I think you love it too. I do it too. Now I gotta, gotta get, you got to send me, import me a case of that stuff. So I, we'll, we'll work on that. But that's, that was exactly the kind of thing you get because the, the crew here is from here they they love their countries and and they lot well, they want to show them off they want to see that this is a great place to go for tourism right yes we we think we have a lot of things to show and i think in the future there will be many more cruise lines and many more cruises every year with ama waterways going down this stretch for example last year we had 33 cruises going uh downstream basically to the lower Danube. we call it the gems of southeast europe right. this year 48 cruises oh, so it's more even more that's great so, so we'll get more opportunities now let's let's sort of go day by day from when we, when we started you know because you know i want to sort of you highlight the experiences that uh you you think guests should really have you have a, a a wide array of activities a wide array of excursions at all different levels you have uh, active you have regular and you have a little softer you know uh, uh, in case of people don't want to really exert themselves that much but they're all wonderful excursions to different places but let's highlight some of the things in each one of these ports that we stopped that you really want to focus on Let, let's start Obviously, when you got on board in Budapest, and granted, uh, you know, unless you've been coming from farther up the river, uh, you, you, don't, you don't spend a lot of time in Budapest, but you give them a chance to get out and see Budapest, right? That's correct. Uh, on embarkation day, we have a shuttle bus, which can take you back and forth from the city center. Uh, and that day, it's like a day on your own just to get, uh, you know, get used to the city and the local time if you just arrived overseas. So not too much time, but then just enough to get a glimpse of the capital of Spaz, of uh, Europe, as we like to call Hungary's capital, Budapest, and it is a gorgeous city. It's one of the, one of my favorite cities on, on on the river on the Danube, and and one of the things you have it going to Hero Square. I think the shuttle goes up there, and there's some marvelous museums. And my favorite new one is the Music History Museum, which is absolutely stunning. It just opened a year ago right the first Astor Global River Cruise Expo we got a chance to do that but that's one of the ideas you can go and then of course everybody wants to go up to the castle and they want to see the Parliament and all that so you can do that really quickly or if you came in a day earlier and you stayed in a hotel before you uh, boarded the ship you can do that but then we leave Budapest and so the next one uh, is really uh, uh, Mohawks uh, which I had been to briefly but didn't get a chance to do now what are the experiences in Mohawks that, that and I may I, I mean, am pronouncing pronouncing incorrectly but you're very close Mohac. Okay, Mohac. All right, Mohac. I got to remember that. So we cruise on the first morning so everybody gets accustomed to the ship and already they feel like they're this is their home and we wake up in the morning, we cruise down the Danube, we wake up uh, we 
arrive to Mohac in the afternoon and from there we depart for the tours. Uh, Mohac itself is a very small town, um, walking for like half hour you've seen it all. So that's why we offer a lot of tours going out from Mohac. Uh, usually the first choice for many guests is a tour to pitch. And that's what I did. Yeah. Yes. Did you like it? I did. It's a very fascinating tour. It's a beautiful little town, city, uh, and it's it's really quite an impressive square and they really spruced it up a lot and you can see in one one in one quick walk uh, uh, a, a large Orthodox church, a former mosque, and a synagogue. So they're all literally within steps and there's a marvelous midtown square where you can have, go have a gelato or something like that. I think you're ready to become a cruise manager. In very I, 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 can, I, can I do this one? I, I don't know. I, I'll, I'll spell you on the next one. Okay, let me see what I... 2011, it was the capital of culture of Europe. Okay. Pitch. So they renovated uh, a lot of uh, parts of the city. So now it's very beautiful, very, very colorful. And guests usually, uh, they come back smiling because the temperature and the local climate in Pech, it's a bit different to any part uh, where we cruise because it has almost a Mediterranean climate. Right. So that's why it's always a bit warmer in right. Pech than it is in Mohac. And also it's connected also with the other tour. So if you do not choose to go to Pech, you can do a wine tasting in uh, a village called Zegzard. That wine region is special because of the microclimate there, which is Mediterranean. So they're famous for the red wines. Uh, and that was the second choice. Yeah, in fact, I think I did that too, come to think of it. I'm, I'm trying to think of where, where was I? I did a great wine tasting there, and it was amazing to, to see that as well. But then you got back on the ship, and you're going on to, I believe, uh, Vukovar, right? Which is the sort of one of the uh, Croatian towns. And talk a little bit about that stop, because you go to several. You go to Novi Sad, uh, uh, Vukovar, and uh, I believe Ilok, right? Right. Yes, in the morning we wake up in a new country, Croatia, and be, uh, we use Vukovar as a departing point for the tours. So you can choose that morning you want a tour or you want a cruise and have the Ama Verde as your private yacht. If you want a tour, uh, then you can choose between the Vukovar city tour or the wine tasting. That's the one I did. Okay, I remember that and it was a marvelous experience because you go to two wineries and one winery was set above this amazing plain and all these vineyards and really had a wonderful place to have that. But we weren't done yet. We went down into town to one of the oldest uh, wineries around, I believe, and had even more wine. So we, we were pretty... Uh, we were moving at the end when we got back to the ship. It was a morning wine tasting, by the way, so that was interesting. So you're gonna have to forget about, oh no, before noon, I can't have wine. Now nah, have a little wine, all right? I think somewhere around the world it must be afternoon. So that's <laughs> that's how we say it's fine to drink at 9 a.m. in the morning. And in that region, they have more than 2,000 years of uh, experience in uh, in making wine. So I think that shows how good they are. And also when you see the guests coming back to the ship, there are usually more bottles of wine than there are guests coming back. So that means they were, they had a good time so on the wine. Le they're leaving a little for the local economy and they're taking it home because you can't get this wine at home, as they say. It's not going to be there. Now, the other big thing, you go to a fortress there too, right? Uh, um, actually, uh, for the Vukovar, it's a city tour. Okay. So we just walk through the town and uh, we see the Elts Manor, which okay. is like a, a very nice museum, or the wine tasting, which you did. Oh, but then we move on. To, we're, Novi, Sad. to Novi, yes. Novi Sad is where. Okay, see, I'm getting this right. I have been in Novi Sad, and you do see a, you get a chance to see either during the day or at night uh, this wonderful fortress. Right? The town of Novi Sad is spectacular because it's very small. It has around quarter million people, 250,000, and you dock at the town center. So you just walk off the ship and as you said uh, we can choose between the town center and walking tour or you can walk across the bridge and hike up to the fortress during the day so these are the two choices during the the, the daytime during the afternoon 
or in the evening they exclusively open the fortress for us and the underground galleries. So in the evening you choose between local entertainment on the ship, like a lazy evening, or you get to see a unique place, I think, in Europe where at 9 p.m. after dinner you get to go up to the fortress and go to the underground galleries. Well, then the other thing about no Novi Sad is where? What country it's? It's in Serbia. It's in Serbia. So you, you've moved right during that day from Croatia to Serbia, which I think is very interesting. And there is a bit of a small rivalry between Novi Sad and Belgrade, I think, just because people, some people say, and I think uh, somebody said they lived in, in Novi Sad. Uh, one, one of your crew said they like it a little. It's a little quieter, uh, but then Belgrade, and that's the next day we go to Belgrade. And Belgrade is a marvelous, marvelous European city. Uh, and I've been there before, but you had a marvelous tour, and we did a tour of all the great things in Belgrade. Talk a little bit about that one. It's called the City by the Two Rivers Tour in the morning. That's uh, because we that morning wake up docked on the Sava River because the confluence of the Danube and the Sava River is in Belgrade. Because Sava has more of a, a slower flow, a steadier flow, we dock there again close to the town center and we do the city tour. We visit the the whole city basically whatever can be seen during those couple of hours so we go to the San Sava Cathedral which is the largest Orthodox Cathedral in this part of Europe we get to go inside it's finally finished and ready for all of you and your clients to see it um, and then we go to the Kalemegdan Fortress which is right next to the ship so it's very close to walk through it and also uh, from this year we are visiting the famous Nikola Tesla Museum yeah, I so think that was a first for me I not been there. I've been the last time I went to Tito's uh, mansion, which actually I, I also recommend if you get some time because it is amazing. It's a lot of history there, a lot of interesting things about Tito. But then you go to everyone knows Tesla from for a different reason nowadays because of the cars. But you hear about this marvelous inventor and and really incredible man who did so much to create. He didn't invent the Tesla, but uh, he's it's named after him. So we do get to go to that museum, right? Yes, uh, the remains of Tesla are there and also we do some special experiments. So guests get a, a hands-on demonstration of his findings like magnetism and electricity and basically it's his fault that we have such a leisured life nowadays. Absolutely, and you get to hold lights and all this. It's kind of fun. And then of course you then go, proceed up to the fortress and that's where you can see the incredible views of the two rivers coming together, the Danube and the uh, Sava River. The Sava River, And it really is a beautiful view. And then you can go back to the uh, to the, the, the ship to have uh, a little lunch and then they give you free time in the afternoon if you want to go back up and have a little fun in Belgrade. Yes, we do shuttle buses back and front uh, from the ship into the town center or if you want to taste some uh, local rocket fuel as I like to call it, that's the Serbian brandy or rakia. Which you gave to us last night, uh, you gave us a special, a special brand and we were at dinner and you brought one with, with us and that was quite fun. I saw the smiles and uh, I guess I guess you liked you it. You kept feeling my glass. I don't know what was going on there. Uh, that's magic. That's, magic. It, that's, that's what happens on board the Ama Verde. There you go. So it was a wonderful time and we had a lovely dinner that night. And now, so we move on. We move on and then we go to a place that I thought was amazing. It's uh, uh, Golubak, right? Golubac Fortress. Golubac Fortress. And boy, if you want a castle, this is a castle, right? It was renovated. A lot of money came from the European Union. So 2019, they reopened the fortress. Golubac, it means the Dove Fortress in Serbian. And it's basically like a gatekeeper 
to the entrance to the Iron Gates, which is a special region that we are going to talk about. So since two, three years ago, we are visiting the castle and it's very convenient because we dock next to the fortress. So you just walk off the ship and you're there inside of the, the it, fortress. It's really amazing and it's, you can climb up the towers, you get a great tour, you learn all about the many different, uh, it was held by, uh, you know, by the Ottoman Empire for a while, it was held by various Serbian kings and all, everybody goes back and forth to that fortress and it is just, so there's that fortress on that side and then there's actually a fortress on the other side that you don't see, but it is the gateway to, we said, the Iron Gates. And tell us, what is the Iron Gates? When you say the Iron Gates, it can mean several things. For me, Iron Gates, or uh, as the Serbs call it, Jerdap, um, is the largest breakthrough gorge in Europe. Uh, so that's that's meaning number one. Also, Iron Gates, the largest locks on the Danube are in that region and they're called Iron Gates. But also when we say Iron Gates, why they got the name Iron Gates? It's because the water goes so quickly through that area uh, that it looks like it's boiling. Mm -hmm. So that's why we call it the Iron Cauldron or the Iron Gates, because in the old times, you know, on the Rhine, uh, when you the, the old sailors would, would crash their ships, they would blame uh, that uh, misfortune on the on the Lorelei, which the Lo we know the Lorelei have been there to see that. So this is another region like that. And what you are, you're cruising right through this incredible gorges. You have sort of these uh, cliffs on both sides. It's really a spectacular cruise. And then you end up uh, at what is, I guess they created a dam there. And that's where you go through, I think it's the largest lock on the Danube, right? It is the largest lock and also a hydropower plant. And just before it, we see on the left side, on the Romanian side, where the Carpathian Mountains are because of the high cliffs, they carved the largest monolithic sculpture in all Europe. That's right, it's amazing. Yeah. The Decebalus face, yeah. uh, the, the Romanians are very proud of their history, so they carved a huge face on the rock, and I, I guess that's one of the highlights of the cruise. The Iron Gates themselves as a national park, like the Breakthrough Gorge, and that face, that's something which sticks in everybody's and then, memory. And then the lock, which is actually a series of locks that you go, you're, you're going down, uh, as you go south, you're, the river is, is going down, so you're, you're going down every time, and it was an amazing experience. The whole day, was I put it on par with everybody talks about uh, uh, the Wakau Valley which is amazing everybody talks about the Rhine castles they are also amazing this is on par with that and it's only here uh, on the, the lower Danube so that was a great day that was a fantastic day and then we woke up here and we are an hour ahead because the time there is a bit of a time difference here in Bulgaria and now we're in Vidin and tell us a little bit about what's going on here because we're sitting here and they're all off on, on doing their tours there, the guests are outside having fun. We are having fun on the ship. We have a, the Amaverde all for us. So Vidin is a very small town, around 50,000 people. And in the morning, you can choose and do uh, a banitsa pastry and yogurt tasting tour. That's, I'm, I'm pissed that we're doing this because I looked at that and I said, you know, that was what I would do. I mean, I would like, can, can we just go, go off and go to the pastry? Do you think we still have time? Of course you can. Okay. And also I can call the owners and they can send us they'll back send, some pastry. back some pastry. We, got, we might get a little hungry here. Or you can go to this brilliant fort that's down that way which I may do after this. We'll see what happens. We can go together to the Baba Vida Fortress. Right. It means Granny Vida, because by the old sayings, they say there was an older woman which was defending this Bulgarian town from the Ottomans. So that's why they call it Baba Vida or Granny Vida Fortress. It's the best preserved medieval fortress in Bulgaria. And it's just a 15 minute walk away from the ship. No, that, and I'm going to see if I can get down there because I'm doing a few interviews this morning. Now, the other thing is then uh, this afternoon we're sailing. Uh, and I think we're going to just have fun on the water and I think uh, it, it sounds like a great day and then tomorrow 
we get to where, where are we where are we getting to then tomorrow morning we wake up in Ruse uh, that's uh, also on the Bulgarian side of the Danube River and we have some nice tours also uh, tomorrow morning uh, we have a couple of full day tours so this afternoon we will relax and recharge on the ship yeah. and tomorrow the choices are the capital of Romania Bucharest which is what I'm gonna do because I'm not gonna have time to stay in Bucharest later uh, but it's there's some other great tours as well right Yes, uh, you can choose and go to the ancient capital of Bulgaria the, uh, called Veliko Trnovo um, and it has the famous Tsarevets hill from where you get the best views of the small town. It was an ancient capital so nowadays very pretty. Uh, it has a nice shopping street which has a bit of an oriental uh, feeling to it so nice shopping can be done there just for everyone to know. And uh, also we visit a small village called Arbanasi where we go into a nativity church and we do a special exclusive performance of a choir for us. Oh, wow. So your cruise isn't over when you get to Bucharest because then you can go on some post tours and one of those tours is to Transylvania and, and you're accompanied by your cruise manager. I think you're going on one of them. Talk a little bit about those post tours. That's not something to be missed so everybody should do it at least once and a perfect choice is just to continue moving after the cruise in a leisured way with us. I accompany the tour and also there is a local guide who is all the time with us and the stops are the Bran Castle which is famous for Bram Stoker's Dracula because of the Vlad Impaler so that's a castle we visit. Also we go to Pelish Castle which is a bit more modern than Bran but very lavishly decorated okay. on the inside so it's for many people one of the highlights of the post Transylvania excursion and um, we go to Sigishwara uh, which is a part of a UNESCO heritage site uh, because Vlad the Impaler was born there um, and also it's uh, a part of the medieval fortress which is still nowadays inhabited by a local Romania so we visit those places and we finish up in the capital of uh, Romania uh, Bucharest where we can see the Ceausescu's parliament, the second largest administrative building in the world after Pentagon. So there are a lot of steps. It's, it was never finished. It will never be finished. It right. would be too expensive, I think. Well, I'm looking forward to that, seeing that on the previous day, but you're going to see that with the three days in. And it's a great way to not end your river cruise right after the seven days that we're on it. So, And you're, going to, and you would, you're accompanying them, right? Yes, making sure everything runs well, there as always. Now, besides running all these excursions, which you do so wonderfully, you also are in charge of all the entertainment on board. And, and you can get every, almost every night we have a different entertainer. Talk a little bit about the, some of the, the folks that we saw on this cruise. We always start up the day with our onboard entertainment, like we have an onboard entertainer uh, always on the ship who performs during uh, tea time, during uh, lunch, and after the evening, uh, after the onboard entertainment, which as, comes on board the ship as guest entertainment. So we have always one performer who sails with us up and down all the time. But we also bring guest entertainers from local places like local stars. So in Budapest, we had the voices of Budapest. Uh, they're actually uh, opera singers with a violin and a piano player, a pianist. And uh, they do perform for the state opera in oh, Budapest. Wow. So it's they are really local stars mm -hmm. and the, the applauses they got were incredible. Mm -hmm. uh, so you are docked at the city center of Budapest with all the lights around you, um, you know, at the center of Europe and you listen to the best music there. Then as we move down in Novi Sad, we have the No Boundaries duo, which took us on a, like a roller coaster ride around the whole world with different languages and different styles of music. Uh, they're also professors of music in oh, Serbia. Wow. So 
they have a very high education, but uh, it's it's always a, a choice between a tour and the evening performance on that on that evening in Novi Sad. So no boundaries was in Novi Sad, and then uh, last night, actually two nights ago in Belgrade, uh, we had Talia. They uh, perform folklore, Serbian folklore, and they're the best folklore ensemble in the whole country. They have more than 400 performances per year and they travel all around. I think they traveled like every year they go to around five continents to perform every year. So it's, it's, they're incredibly popular with uh, all the Serbian community and ex-Yugoslavian community around the world. And then today we'll have in Vidin uh, Bulgarian youth. So okay. basically children will be coming uh, on board the Ama Verde and dancing for us the local folklore dance and performing music before we say goodbye to Vidin. Well, everybody asks me, what kind of entertainment do I get on board? So those people who are used to ocean cruises where they can go to shows and all this, you do have great entertainment and it's very locally oriented. So I think that's great. And, you you know, I uh, some nights I had to work because that's what I do. But uh, when I popped out and got in to see, it was an amazing, amazing show. And almost every night you get to see. Otherwise, you just get to hear this guy all the time, which is great. You know, he's a, you're kind of a on onboard comedian after a while, right? Uh, if you say so, I do my best. <laughs> you done a, do a great job overseeing the whole thing and keeping everybody entertained. Uh, now, the last thing I want to talk to you about is uh, the wellness program on board because you, you kind of oversee that. There is a wellness host. Uh, and talk a little bit about that because this is something Emma Waterways put in a few years ago and they've kept it going. And yes, you can do a little workout and keep fit. And uh, we could be on deck right now doing some yoga, which we're not. Uh, uh, and then there's a lot of different things. But talk about that whole wellness program when you say yoga you mean champagne yoga <laughs> That's very with us. I, the champagne part I get the yoga part I, that's, I've, I've seen it I've seen I'll it. do the yoga you can do the champagne I, part I like and we idea. are a good mix yeah, um, a few years ago as you mentioned we started with a wellness program in France it became a huge success so that's how we spread to all of our ships in Europe where we have a dedicated wellness host mm -hmm. why we are different from other cruise lines is our wellness host does only wellness so it's not somebody who does maybe yeah. housekeeping or something else which he just is in charge or she is just in charge of wellness on board so they do they start the morning with some gentle stretching or light yoga and then during the day uh, maybe a digestive walk up on the sun deck because we have a trek up on the sun deck or you can do like a, a jog you can run around the, uh, on the sun deck we do active walks outside of the ship um, stretching again in the afternoon like post excursion activities we do office workouts so you can continue this when you go home and you go to work uh, so basically it can be as light as you want it to be or as active as you want it to be so it it's uh, it can be combinable with any degree of, of uh, requests to the guests and of course the wellness host can also do uh, private trainings um, and basically adjust everything towards one person but usually the groups are, are, are small but as I said it's very adjustable yeah, and also plus you can go on these active hikes or bike riding. So there's you don't have to be staying stationary here on Emma Waterways. Well, uh, Bohan, it's been a marvelous cruise. I want to pre I really want to thank you for uh, teaching us all about the Lower Danube, which I did not know before. And uh, and is is would you say this is probably one of your favorite cruises, if only because you you can see your family a bit. It's uh, definitely my favorite cruise, uh, not just because I see my family, but because we are from this region. I am from here, so I feel that the stories that I share, they can be very private also. I'm emotional about this area and the knowledge is very authentic. So. 
uh, all the time I talk to the Serbians, Romanians, Bulgarians, Hungarians. And uh, to combine all these stories, I think uh, it's easier for me to stay on a thin line and be objective to all the things which happened in the past, including the, the wars and political situations, but also bring a smile on somebody's face and try to get uh, a positive view on all the situations before, because I think we all learned the lesson and in the future, all the countries will be good friends and neighbors. And they are right now. It's an a marvelous cruise. All the people are friendly and you're seeing brand new places in Europe if you haven't been down here before. Again, thank you very much, Bohan. We still have a couple more days to go. And if you want to learn more about uh, Emma Waterways Lower Danube Cruises, just go to their website, www.emmawaterways.com and take a look at, at these cruises that are going down. As Bohan mentioned, they're putting even more and more on there. And I even think, you know, the, the big, you know, uh, uh, Emma Verde comes down there, but Emma Magna comes down here as well, right? Ama Magna, the double width, the largest ship on any river in Europe, and also we have the Amabella coming down this year. So you got two more. Anyway, thanks very much. And I'm James Schillinglaw here in V. Where? Vidin. Vidin. Okay, I got to get the right thing. I haven't even stepped off the ship yet, but I will probably in a little while. And again, uh, come down here, send your clients down here. It's a great, I think, again, it, it, the, this part of the, one of, one of the parts of the river you go through here is really essential for river cruising, uh, the Iron Gates. So I'm James Schillinglaw, and this is Insider Travel Report. <laughs>